Ravens fans, welcome to The Lounge, presented by DraftKings. As you may have noticed, I am neither Ryan Mink or Garrett Downing. (laughs) This is Cassie Calvert, and I am joined today by Cliff Brown, because someone has to keep the lights on in this building when everyone else takes vacation during OTAs. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Ryan's always talking about the grinders, but (laughs) we can see who the grinders are this week. Uh, Myself and Cassie. So, hey, we're glad to be here, and... Let's get rolling. Yeah, an extra special uh, edition of The Lounge here. Actually, my first, I think I've been on The Lounge for like five seconds before, but so this is special for me to be on The Lounge for real for the first time. Um, Big day here at the Castle, OTAs rolling on another open practice. So media was out at practice today and the very exciting news that Mark Andrews took the practice field for the first time this offseason looks great as usual. You know, he always kind of waits to come in. It's kind of good for the young tight ends to get some reps. You know, Charlie Kohler, Isaiah Likely, you know, obviously not as veteran as Mark Andrews there. And he he and Lamar have that connection already. They don't really need to work on that. That's his guy. Um, but it was great to see him out there. You know, you noted how great he looked out there already. Yeah, I mean, I was saying to you, like, is there something as less than 0% <laughs> body fat? Because Mark, I mean, he, he looks shredded, just ready to go. Whatever he's been doing, I don't think anybody was worried, but he just seems like he has his off-season routine mm-hmm. down pat. When he shows up, he looks like it's week one. So, as you mentioned, the young guys, Kohler, who I'm really anxious to see, and he looks good, and likely they're going to be competing for reps along with Mark. But to have Mark leading them after they get the extra reps and to see him come in, I think really raises the whole level of play. So, Mark's always a guy. In this offense, I'm really interested to see how Todd Monken uses Mm -hmm. a guy who's so versatile like Mark, who – a lot of people, I think, forget he was a wide receiver in high school before he kept getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger and became a tight end. But those wide receiver skills are one reason why he's so great as a tight end. He just runs routes so well, and now he uses his size and strength at that position. So, yeah, he's he's a guy who, to me, today, as you mentioned, was great to see, along with another person who I thought had a great practice today was Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the defense was really vocal out there, too. That's something that you and I both noticed. I think, you know, in my first couple of years here, we talked about we had a lot of vocal guys like Terrell Suggs, mm-hmm. Brandon Williams, Matthew Judon. You could hear them from across the field. Marcus Williams is, like, kind of becoming a little bit that mm-hmm. way. He's a little – he likes to talk. <laughs> a little sassy out there, especially with the offense. There was a little terpiness going on today, which we like. You know, it's great to see how spirited it is already, and it's only June 1st, you know, and spirited in a good way, obviously. Um, um, but, yeah, he had a nice little interception sure out did. there of Lamar Jackson, obviously, who's still getting familiar with Todd Munkin's offense. But the defense, you know, has obviously already been together. Right. You know, this is we're returning a lot of key pieces here, and they were firing on all cylinders out there today. No question. I mean, Marcus Williams, you know, now is going to be playing next to Kyle Hamilton a lot. You know, those are perceived expected starting safeties. We didn't see that combo as a true mm-hmm. safety combo last year with Chuck Clark here. And, you know, Chuck Clark obviously was a leader of the defense. Calais Campbell was a leader of defense. Those two voices are no longer here. So that, to me, opens the door for a guy like Marcus Williams to be even more vocal. And I'm really interested to see what Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton can do together. To me, that has to be 
one of the most athletic, if not the most athletic safety tandems in the NFL. Absolutely. And Kyle, you know, last year at the beginning of the year kind of struggled, you know, getting used to things as a rookie. But I think having that experience and now playing at his true position next to a guy like Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton is free. I mean, Marcus Williams has covered so much ground. Kyle Hamilton can hurt you as an offense at the near the line of scrimmage. He can cover tight ends, you know, slide guys. So I love the combination that they could be as a tandem that can play together for a long time. Absolutely. One of the things that struck me about Marcus when he signed here last year was he like wants to be the guy, <laughs> you know, like he very much has that mindset, which you love, especially in a position like that. You know, you think of the great safeties, they all kind of have that mentality and that's why he came here. And obviously we didn't get to see him play a full season last year but when he was out there. He's spectacular. You know, and he's a guy like we just had practice today. We we're talking about like you see these guys batting down passes. He grabs them. Like yes. if he if he's getting his hands on a ball, it's a catch. And, you know, and like, you know, Chris Hewitt out there loves to see that because he's always getting on guys about their hands in the secondary. Um, one other guy that kind of stuck out to me today, speaking of the safeties, is Geno Stone. Mm -hmm. And I just remember the year that he was bouncing up and down from the practice squad. We would release him. The Texans would pick him up, put him on their practice squad. Then they would release him and we would pick him back up. And he was just bouncing all over. And to see him out there making plays today, you know, kind of solidified his role in this defense. Um it's just really special to me for a guy. He's a great dude, you know, mm -hmm. like quiet, but it puts his head down, gets the work done. Um, he's just come so far. Like that just really struck me. He has. I mean, he has some similarities to Chuck Clark. I think that being around Chuck helped mm -hmm. Gino. That, you know, a guy, who, you know, Chuck always had a chip on his shoulder, like felt like he was right, that he wasn't drafted high enough, wasn't respected enough. Gino comes from a great program, Iowa. You know, he was around NFL players, guys from that university come to NFL all the time. He felt like he was kind of overlooked. And he's had to work for everything he's gotten. And, you know, I talked about, you know, Hamilton, of course, being, being a guy, you know, much different type guy, the number one draft pick, you know, Marcus Williams. But if something happens to either one of those guys or when Mike McDonald, who likes to play three safeties a lot, wants to go to that look, Geno Stone, they don't have any problem putting him on the field. And the flip side of Marcus missing time last year was that Geno got to play. Mm -hmm. So that's going to help him too. And then we talked, you know, he talked about Marcus's hands. One guy who really impressed me today as far as hands, Devin Duvernay on the other side of football. I mean, Devin's coming off an injury. Uh, he, to me, is progressing really quickly. He's a guy, I think, with all the talk about the receivers we brought in, he's going to have to fight for reps. He's going to have to fight for a place. And he looks ready to me to do exactly that. I mean, he, he was the best wide receiver on the field today. Um, he catches everything. You come out, no matter how, how early you come out for practice, it's hard to come out earlier than <laughs> Devin DuVernay. Yeah. He's out there on the jugs machine. Uh, you know, Greg Lewis talked about his professionalism. You know, Devin's to me, he's like an old soul. Like, mm -hmm. he's, he's a dude, even when he was like first here, he had like he was 30 years old. I mean, just like his whole demeanor is strictly business. And yeah, I feel like he is ready to like, say, hey, I'm still here. Like, I know we've brought in these other wide receivers. They're going to help us. But I want to be part of Mix. And he always wants to show that he's more than just a return guy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that in May or the end of May, now June 1st, excuse me, another month, uh, 
that to, for Devin to be looking this good this early coming off injury is great. Yeah, I mean, the wide receiver group in general, we obviously, Bateman isn't full go yet. He's out there, you know, participating in, indiv- participating in individuals and all of that, but not full go in right. team activity. OBJ not here yet. So th- we don't have all the pieces there, but it's already so telling how different this receiver group is this year. You know, you see Zay out there, his speed ob- obviously already showing off, uh, but even just the tight ends, Isaiah likely jumping up and getting balls the physicality and the length there is just something that I've not seen in my time here. And it's it's only going to get better. That's what's more exciting as these other pieces come back going into training camp, going into mandatory mini camp here in two weeks. That just like makes a little hairs on my arm stand up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because we're in June and it already is is incredible how the difference is, you know, from last season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Odell not even being here yet how much diversity they have as far as, you know, who Lamar can get the ball to and who Todd Monken can feature from play to play. I mean, that's what you want in offense. It's it's great to have, you know, a guy or number one, number two, but when the defense doesn't know where you're going to hit them and you have so many playmakers, you can't take away everything. So, you know, as always, I'm just hoping these guys can stay healthy, the majority. We know there are going to be some injuries, but, you know, we've got – Duvernay, Odell, you know, and Bateman all coming off of injuries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're hoping that the wide receiver group or really any group doesn't really get hit hard by injuries this year. You can't control that. But, again, it's encouraging to see what you're seeing from Bateman, really encouraging what you're seeing from Duvernay. And then when OBJ gets here, yeah, I mean, if he can show you that, okay, I'm – real far along, if not ready to go off of my injuries, that's really exciting. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back with you on The Lounge. Thank you for listening to The Lounge. We are coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. We also want our listeners to know that this week, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, has a limited time offer you won't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code FLOCK. New customers can get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly and for help, visit MarylandGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER and you must be 21 or older to play. All right, welcome back to The Lounge presented by DraftKings. You know, Cliff, we heard from Patrick Queen today and him and Roquan have really been here all of the off-season voluntary workouts, which has really struck me. You know, you have this great linebacker duo who the second half of last season after Roquan was traded here from the Bears just really stood out with their play. And he really elevated what we saw from PQ, who was already ascending in the first half of the season. But I love the mentality from PQ today. He didn't mince his words. He goes straight forward. He says, you know, I think we're the best linebacker duo in the NFL, point blank, period. How do you feel about that? I can't argue with them, um, especially with the how they played, as you mentioned, in the last year. I mean, yeah, Patrick Queen, uh, he's showing a lot of professionalism to me. He always Absolutely. has. He, his um, desire to be great has never been questioned. In fact, you know, I think sometimes he's too hard on himself. You know, I think early in his career he was trying to be perfect and he wanted it so badly. Sometimes you just got to let it, let it flow, just play. Mm-hmm. And I think – Roquan coming made it easier for him to do that, that he he could look, obviously, at the way Roquan approaches the game. And then also having a great player beside you, 
yeah, just naturally elevates you. And it gave him freedom to really, instead of having to think about being the leader, one of the leaders of defense, and he just played. And PQ's got a lot of talent. I mean, he was a first-round pick for a reason. He's a guy who, in his career at LSU, had to ascend to just get into the lineup. He's had to fight. He's a competitor. And um, I think he just wants to pick up from where he left off last year and take it to another level. And Roquan the same. So being together for a full season, they're both excited about it. And as Patrick Queen mentioned, after today's practice, if he plays well, his future will take care of itself as far sure. as the contract and everything. I mean, he, he yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do as a combination. I think it would have been really easy and people would have understood him not being here until things were mandatory. And I think, like you said, that just speaks to who he is as a player. He wants to get better. He wants more time with Mike McDonald. They're still, you know, putting that, learning all of his defense, like only one year into that now, you know. Um, I just think it really speaks to who PQ is. And I'm not surprised, you know, that's just, like you said, that's who he's always been. But that's, I mean, it's great to see. It is. It is. So, yeah, I mean, those two, well, even though Roquan wasn't at practice today, those two, we know from based off last year what they can do. I think the bigger talk around Baltimore, obviously, is the offense with Ty Monk. And I really enjoyed listening to T. Martin today, who now is the quarterback's coach. And how he's approaching working with Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar this year, you know, he talked about a couple weeks ago having the keys of the offense. And when you have the keys, that comes with more responsibility. And it's clear that the Ravens want to play faster offensively. They also want to give Lamar more freedom to change calls at the line of scrimmage. And I think it's something that Lamar is embracing. And T, as a former quarterback, I think can really help Lamar make that transition. I mean, Lamar, you know, 2019, 36 touchdown passes, six interceptions. Um, Then you look at last year, I thought it was a good point T. Martin made today about the Miami game. You know, a couple years ago, it was Miami. They have the disastrous Thursday night game. Mm -hmm. The blitz really bothers the Ravens and Lamar. Then last year, when they have the rematch with the Dolphins, Lamar's changing plays at line of scrimmage. Even though they ended up losing the game, the offense is rolling. Right. They're making big plays all over the place. And T says he looks at Lamar's face coming off the sideline and the comfort level he had doing that. That makes T feel like this is the way to go with Lamar, the way they're going now. New offense, give him more freedom and allow him to direct things. So I think that this is going to be a really interesting year for Lamar in his career, that he will now have some freedom he didn't have. He's obviously got more weapons. And he's got, you know, a guy in T who's kind of been there and kind of knows what he's going through. Not that that wasn't the case before, but it is a new offense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I was really fascinated listening to T that making me feel, hey, you know, this this sounds like something that's going to really lead to the Ravens making some, some big plays offensively. Yeah. It strikes me, too. Do you think that they're the only quarterback coach QB1 duo in the league that both have a statue at their alma mater? (laughs) I'm like, people forget T. Martin is that dude. Like, he is a big deal. And that, like, when he just walks around the building to me, sometimes it, like, hits me. Like, that it's crazy that this man has a statue at the University of Tennessee. Lamar obviously has one at the University of Louisville. That cannot be that common in the NFL. And that's not to be understated. Like people overlook that, I feel like, but he 
like you said, has been in Lamar's shoes before. Like he sees the game in a way that only a quarterback of that caliber, you know, can. Yeah, I mean, he said, "Hey, I'm returning to what I what I really am." His natural he, position, exactly, yeah. His natural position. So, yeah, they, they have a they have a common thread, um, and I think that connection is going to be good for Lamar. I really do, and obviously, I think the weapons they brought in are going to be good <laughs> for Lamar too. Absolutely. And one thing that we, speaking of the offense, has stood out to both of us today is just like the speed that at which they're moving through practice now with Munkin. Plays are getting off so quickly and there's clearly this emphasis on, you know, the conditioning aspect of that for starters and B, being able to get plays off quickly. You know, they're changing from the ones, the twos, the threes and plays are still happening rapid fire. I'm getting tired out there just watching it, sweating on the sideline. I can't imagine, you know, the speed and like it's a whole whole practice, you know, the intensity the whole time is really striking to me. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be a challenge for the players who I definitely feel they're up to it and excited about it. And also the precision. I mean, mm-hmm. they want to get out of the huddle, huddle quickly. So if Lamar wants to change the play, he's got a little more time to do it. They also want to wear down the defense. And someone in mailbag this week, I thought brought up an ex- excellent question, talking about when the Ravens go on the road and the crowd noise, mm-hmm. if you're making a lot of play calls at the line of scrimmage, changing a lot of things, that is a bigger challenge for the offense to stay precise. So these are all things between now and week one and even during the season that the Ravens offense wants to get better at. There's going to be some growing pains, no question. Um, the defense, you know, they're used there. This is their second year under McDonald. And really, there was there was quite a bit of carryover. You know, even McDonald Mike had been here before. Mm-hmm. This is a major change, bringing a new offensive coordinator who had never been here before with a lot of new pieces. So even though there'll be some growing pains, as long as there's points with the growing pains, the Ravens, I think, can continue to win. Hopefully they get off to a fast start. But I truly believe offensively this year, barring injuries, they'll be a better team in December and hopefully January, February than they will be in September, even if they start well. Because I just believe that the more rhythm they get with Monken and the more they get used to playing this way, the better they'll play offensively. That's the hope. We'll see. Speaking of, you know, the conditioning to keep up with that fast style of play, one of the topics on the sideline today was the Ravens conditioning test, which always this time of year we get lots of tweets about guys finally passing it, et cetera, et cetera, how much they hate it, yada, yada. And there was some scuttlebutt among some of the media today that they wanted to participate in the conditioning test. Do you think that there is a single member of the Baltimore media, national, local, what have you, that could pass the Ravens conditioning test? No. That's the easiest question you <laughs> asked me today, Cassie. Um, and yeah, Some people think they can. <laughs> well, hey, God bless them, but I'm rooting for them. But actually, I'm not even going to watch that because I'd be fearful watching that. I, yeah. I, I've... I begged that someone, uh, Kyle Barber, tried to suck me into even thinking about doing it. And there's no way. I mean, I've been trying to avoid tearing my Achilles for the last 20 years. <laughs> and to me, that would be a sure way to increase the chances of that happening. So, yeah, I mean, why they want to do it? There's a reason why we're watching practice and those guys are yeah, doing that. That's a fair uh, point. I don't get it. I think I got like, I'm like about 15 years younger than like half the people out there. So I think that maybe I could do like the O line or D line mm-hmm. time. Probably not. 
still. You're not tempted though. Probably not. No, <laughs> I don't need to like get out there and embarrass myself or get injured, like you said. But if fans, if you want to see something hysterical, you can Google Ryan Mink during the conditioning test. I think we said this was like circa 2012. Oh my god! Goes about how you'd expect. <laughs> Um, but no, Cliff and I will not be filming ourselves doing that, putting nope. that on the internet for to live on forever. Mm, that's a negatory. <laughs> We're a little smarter than that one. That's right. Well, Cliff, it's been a pleasure filling in here on the lounge with you today. Appreciate the time. We ought to have this more often, Cassie. That's what I think. You can quote me on that. Well, every time these two decide to jet set off to... Wherever in the world. Yeah, we got you guys. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Ryan and Garrett, we think we'll be back next week with you. Who knows? Could be Cliff and I again. You may never hear from them again. Only, Only time will tell. But someone will be here back with you next week. And while you're at it, make sure you rate and subscribe to The Lounge wherever you listen to your podcasts. And check out the Ravens Press Pass as well.